Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or a friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. Hello, hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of It Be Your Own People. Me and my girl Tree are back at it again. Treva, what is you drinking over there, girl? So my cocktail of the day is one of my favorite drinks. Regardless if it's hot or cold outside, you will usually catch me drinking a hot toddy. So it's nice and warm, lemony, and yes, don't forget that bourbon. But Sully, what you got over there, girl? Girl, it's been a day. All I got is vodka. That's it. Vodka in a cup. That's what I'm drinking. Straight vodka. So it's been a rough day then. It's been rough, rough. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's cheer you up a little bit by getting into this game. It's called reasonable. Or is that some shady shit? Because you know what? Some shit is just too messy. So we're going to twist it up today and mix it with our what the fuck news today. What the fuck news? Sully, tell us what's going on. Okay, so listen up. Tree, do you think that it's reasonable or shady for your fiance to sue you after he falls and trips down six, seven, eight, nine flights of stairs because you left your shoes out in the open? What? I'll stop listening after you said sue me. Okay, that's about it. There will be no fiance and suing and me in the same sentence like ever. So it's not even about reasonable. That's not even shady. That's fucked up. Well, an Ohio appeals court happens to agree with you because John Walworth, he fell down his fiance's basement stairs after he was trying to bring a case of vinegar down there and homegirl had left her shoes out. He tripped over them and apparently he broke several bones. He racked up more than $80,000 in medical bills. So he sued her because he was trying to get the medical bills paid down. But I think he was also suing for some pain and suffering. Well, the judges in the court said this is very unreasonable because anybody in their right mind would have been able to take the necessary precautions to not fall down the flight of stairs. But that's not even the worst part. Ooh, child. But my thing is, before you go suing me for your wobbly, knock-kneed ass falling down some stairs, how about you maybe get your eyes checked because the shoes was there? Why are you bringing all the damn heavy ass box of what was it, vinegar down? Yeah, it was a case of vinegar. Like who has cases of vinegar in their house like that? What do you use that for? What are you embalming over there? This sounds like some crazy shit. But tell the worst part. Girl, when he sued her, she was his fiance. Mm-hmm. When the court came down with the decision, she was his wife. Oh, hell no. See, this don't make no type of sense. I am completely baffled at the fact that people stay in relationships that are bullshit. Because what is that about? So now he wins a case. You have to pay him money. And y'all in the same household, in that same house that brought him so much pain and suffering? Make it make sense. It doesn't. The math ain't mathing. It's not adding up. It's not multiplying. It's not dividing. It's nothing. So anyways, from that idiot ass couple, bring us to the next reasonable or that's some shady shit, girl. Okay, so you get in a car accident, right? And a good Samaritan gets out his car. He sees that you're suffering. He tries to help you and he gets out. Is it reasonable or shady for you as the person who he pulled over to help 
steals his car and runs off with his five kids in the backseat. What? Girl, that is not even reasonable or shady. I'm telling you, this shit is <laughs> extremely crazy. Who does that? First of all, you get into an accident, someone helps you, and you steal his shit? How does that work? What's wrong we with people? people? We can't, listen, you can't trust nobody out in these streets. And this is a real true life story. So Markel Hancox from Chesapeake, Virginia, she was involved in a car crash that actually ended up in a multi-car pileup in an intersection in North Carolina. This man, they don't reveal what his identity is. They just call him the Good Samaritan. He pulls over and tries to help her and the other passengers that were involved in the car crash. When he comes out to help the passengers, old girl jumps out of her car, jumps into his suburban, and drives off with his children in the car. Who does that? Who raised y'all? Crazy ass people. But the best part is, is that the authorities were able to recover the children who were unharmed. But what is wrong with the world? Like, really, though? I don't know. What's in the air? What's in the water? Like, what are they smoking out there? They they lacing this shit with something crazy because none of that's normal. And you know what? Because she did that, maybe she was the cause of that pileup. Like, who knows? You know what? I didn't even think about that. You're right. If you are capable enough to steal this man's ride with his children's in the back, it was probably your fault for the accident. If you come across problem and problem time and time again, the problem is you. Okay. Yeah. This is also why you don't see me pulling over to help people because Toyota still owns my shit and you ain't driving off with it. All right. So tell us, is it reasonable or is that some shady shit when a Texas couple got kicked out of a restaurant for wearing masks? Now, we know Texas is crazy. We had a whole segment on it, but the restaurant said we don't want those in here. What? Yeah, that's neither reasonable nor shady. That's some dumb shit. That's what that is. Because what is my mask guarding you, your patrons, or any of the people around here? If anything, I'm helping you out. I'm trying to keep all the germs away from me. That way I'm not spreading it out into the world. It's just it only makes sense when we see it the opposite way. People are being told to wear masks in the restaurant, but a couple wearing it in the restaurant and the owners telling you, uh, no, 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 ma'am, no, sir, get the hell up out of here. Because that's what happened to Natalie Wester and her husband, Jose Lopez Guerrero. Like, how? Yeah, and the reason why they were wearing the mask is because they have a four-month-old at home that has cystic fibrosis. So this four-month-old who can't get vaccinated, and they were just out, you know, trying to enjoy some mommy and daddy date night fun. Because it's hard being a parent out here. But they also knew that they needed to do the things to protect their baby at home. So they go into the restaurant and as soon as they get in, the hostess tells them to pull their mask down. And Natalie actually says that she thought that it was just to check IDs and they put the mask right back on. When they sit down, they order, they're getting ready for appetizers. The waitress comes over. She sits down next to them and says, you know, our manager sent me over here because I'm nicer than he is about the situation. But he feels that this is very political. He doesn't like the mask. You're going to need to remove the mask if you want to be in here. But you see, this is the reason why Texas and Florida are mm -hmm. a country of their own. Like they are not a part of the U.S. right now, because aside from Natalie and her husband, Jose, having a sick four month old child at home, we're also still in the midst of a pandemic. Like people are able to move around, go out a lot more than we were last year, but you still got to wear your damn mask inside certain places. But I don't understand why Texas thinks that they are above the law. Therefore, they create their own versions of the fucked up law. Like, what is going on? 
Yeah, you know, they tried to explain to the waitress, like, no, our son has cystic fibrosis. We're just trying to protect him so we don't bring anything back. And then this heifer goes, well, if this is something that's going to be an issue, then I'm just going to close your check. And she closed the check, girl. Crazy. Bullshit. Nothing about it is reasonable. And that's definitely some shit. And now for... Regular Degula News. And speaking of that some shady shit, Anchor Brian Williams, he is out here just throwing all the shade to people not making sense of anything. Treva, tell the people why we love Brian Williams. Oh, yes, we know it. He is unmatched with the shade and we definitely love to see it. And when he was reporting some hard news the other day, let's roll the clip of what Brian said. You want to wear snot on your face all day? Fine, you do you, boo. But don't force that non-science, satanic BS on our kids. These are demonic entities and all the school boards of all the United States of America go back to fucking medical school. Man, by putting masks on these kids' face, you can't identify any of them. Voting on this tells me you guys support sex trafficking. You dealt with sheep, now prepare yourself to deal with lions. What you've done, you've poked the cub. Your children and your children's children will be subjugated. They will be asked, have you been a good little Nazi? Perhaps you remember your first edible. The recount to take us off the air tonight, that is our broadcast. So as you can hear Brian saying, that's what you would sound like if you experienced your first edible. But basically, MSNBC's The 11th Hour with Brian Williams was saving the best for last before he closed out his show the other day. Tell us some more, Sully. Yes, Brian Williams was airing several video clips of parents that, and we've all seen them, they're out here going to these school board meetings, making these bizarre accusations about the mask mandate and the vaccine, and we're just turning into a whole bunch of sheep, and the kids don't want this, this is not a learning environment, this is segregation, blah, 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 blah. But the last video he showed was a man screaming into the microphone at the school board meeting, hooting and hollering like, I don't know what, and was saying, it's your children who will be subjugated and will be asked, have you been a good little Nazi? Oh, hell no. And then, you know, Brian Williams, his humor is so dry and we love it because after he was done saying all this, oh boy goes, perhaps you remember your first edible. Like right into the camera, straight face, like it was nothing. After he said that, he said, and that's all we have for you tonight. Like, it was just the perfect, funny, oh, my God, did he really just say that? So Twitter blew up, dying laughing over Brian's very dry humor. But we know he has some good shade. Now, let's move on to everybody losing their shit because IG, Facebook, and WhatsApp were down for basically half the day the other day. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't even tell Facebook or Instagram was down. I could only tell that it was down when my mom sent me a regular text message as opposed to a WhatsApp message because Caribbeans will use that shit even if we're in the U.S. So Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, which are all owned by Mark Zuckerberger and all of his entities, was out for about six, seven hours on Monday. The outage tracking site Down Detector logged tens of thousands of reports for each of the services. Honestly, this outage could not have come at a worse time for the big social media conglomerate. Because just on Sunday, their whistleblower was on 60 Minutes airing out all their dirty laundry. Ooh, child. But I mean, guess what? When a company is not doing right, 
at the end of the day, someone, regardless of when it happens, whether it's this year, next year, some way, somehow, somebody will be out there to spill that fucking tea. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing it right, something's either going to blow up where the whole damn thing is out for a couple of hours or you get a whistleblower. And sometimes it happens in the same damn week. So that happened with Zuckerberg this week. But you know what? Honestly, it was during a work day. If be, like you really didn't miss it that much. I mean, it was from around noon to like 6, 7 p.m. It was a workable hours. Like you could deal without those apps on your phone for that amount of time. There were some people who were just like, oh my God, I couldn't check this. I couldn't check that. Okay. So then when it was back up and you checked it, I mean, was your life suddenly better? It's okay. Calm down. Also, if you got that much time to where not being on the socials is detrimental to you on a Monday between 12 and 6 or 7 p.m., then maybe you're just not jobbing correctly. I mean, listen, there are some people who don't work, uh, you know, stay at home, do whatever you do. Or social media is just their job. But it, it wasn't that bad. But guess what? We'll see what happens with Zuckerberg and all this ish going down. Mm. What I will say, though, is that, oh, whistleblower girl, you better get yourself a book deal because huh, the likelihood of you getting hired by another company, very low. Very slim. Let's get into EAN of the week. To no one's surprise, it's Tyrese. But he's gone to a whole new low. It's not even shade. It's just nasty. It's like his actual character in Baby Boy. You know what? You just a baby boy. You not the real McCoy. Uh-uh. I run in these streets. Like you are a true fuckboy of all fuckboys. So Tyrese went on the IG and announced his breakup with his now ex-girlfriend by posting a naked photo of her in the tub. What? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, he did. And then the worst part was just the fact, the caption that he posted, we had so much potential. We really did. I wish you well. Ending on a good note is a good thing. I will forever love you. Cheers to you. And I'm just like, sir, what? part of this are we to believe is ending on a good note because you're out here posting what is tantamount to pornography what i can only guess were supposed to be private photos between you and your now ex-girlfriend and you're posting them on instagram for the whole world to see you need to be careful because depending on the state that you live in she could bring you up on revenge porn charges boy he is definitely doing some revenge porn up in here we obviously feel bad for the ex-girlfriend named zelly or is it Zeely? I don't know. We feel bad for homegirl. But Tyrese, you have some real bipolar mental shit going on that you need to figure out. Regardless whether you with someone or not, you was having a whole bunch of social media breakdowns. Like this was 2019. This was before the pandemic. You were having major issues. So I can only assume that now after breaking up with someone, I'm sure nothing even happened. You just had an episode and decided we broken up and I'm gonna post this naked photo of you. How low? You're you know what's even worse, though, was that just like, I think a few days or a week before he posted this breakup photo, she had posted one of those long drown out. I love this man so much. He's a love of my life. He supported me. I left so much money on the table to be with him. And every time I come home, I have everything I want. I go, mm, girl, you was doing the most. You jinxed yourself. No, it's not about jinxing herself. Fucking Tyrese is, is bipolar. I'm sure he was the perfect person to her last week. And then this week he was like, nah, fuck it, I'm done. Why? Because, oh, the wind is blowing? Yeah, no. 
he needs some actual help before he tries to date anybody else. He needs to figure out what the fuck is going on inside of him. Okay, baby boy. And now for some baby, we winning. So, you know, we always like to highlight all the good things that's going on around here because it's not all the men that are just not doing the things that they need to do. And really one of the real true men to do it big and do the right things was none other than recently departed Chadwick Boseman and Netflix and Howard University have partnered to be able to create a multi-million dollar scholarship in honor of all of his great works. I absolutely love that. And I love to see stories like this. But then on the flip side, because I am who I am, I'm like, damn, where was this shit when I was in school? Like, I didn't go to an HBCU. And I know that Chadwick is an alum of Howard. So it all works, you know, hand in hand. But I'm like, damn, $5.4 million scholarship was established in conjunction with the streaming giant and Simon Leeward Bozeman the widow of the star. So there's a lot going on and I'm I'm super happy that Chadwick's memorial scholarship will provide incoming students in the College of Fine Arts where he also studied, which was renamed after the actor last month with a four full year scholarship to cover the cost of their entire university tuition. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, this is honestly very near and dear to our hearts one because student loans are not cheap and they will come to get you also in a statement his widow did want to highlight and emphasize the fact that it was so important to make this scholarship in honor of chadwick because they want to be able to support as many students as possible by removing the financial barrier to education you know as educators ourselves we really are here and appreciate this also as being individuals saddled with student loans i would like to know where do i get this deal who is here to help me with my tuition for real, where can we do this with the programs we've already finished? The universities we've already graduated from. Who's going to help us with that shit? But it's you not going to be Uncle Joe Biden. He lied. It ain't going to be that. But I'm so happy for Howard and this Chadwick Boseman Memorial Scholarship. But also speaking of Howard, Nick Cannon just recently graduated from there last year. And he, oh, he's been doing a lot lately. So we already told you about his talk show, his daytime talk show on Fox every morning at 11 a.m. It's actually pretty damn good. This is now his second week. And he has such a loving, positive heart. I'm surprised to say. Because all we know that he just likes to have babies and make some jokes. But he actually is helping out the community in Harlem where his show is taped. And he helped out seven students of color who go to HBCUs. He helped them out by paying off their student loan debt when they finished graduating college. And he had the students on his show. They talked about how amazing it is to even have that great opportunity from him. And I'm so happy to see it. It was it was truly an awesome moment. I was like, damn, this is great. But once again, I'm jealous. No, they definitely need all the claps, all the roses and all the things for this. Give them their things. But also, I need to know. When can I go to the Nick Cannon show so that he can also pay for my student loans? Because I already done graduated like two or three times. So how, how do I get this deal? 
See, the thing was, it was for HBCU current students. But each and every day that he has his show, he's giving back to somebody. He's giving makeovers to people in the community. He's gone to the local beauty and food shops. He really highlights all the people in his audience. I have to say, it's a really great show. So I might try to turn up and see what I could get for free. He'd be giving out some free. He gave out some free lotto tickets the other day because, you know, it was a couple hundred million. Damn, so, uh, he was doing some nice things, but guess what? He talks about his family all the time. He brings his celebrity guests on the show, like, you know, Kevin Hart. He brings all his mass singer hosts and guests. So it's really good. But the funniest part is he said his therapist suggested that he should be celibate. Ooh, child. I mean, I think his therapist and a good portion of the American population would also agree. Yes. So he actually, as of this week, decided that he would be celibate. He put a timer and the timer will be clicking down every day on his show. He will be celibate until the new year. So he has about 86 some days left. Girl, bye. That ain't happening. He said it's going to be hard, but he got God on his side. And I was like, okay. And then he going to talk about how, oh, the Holy Spirit got some new girl pregnant. But you know what? It's, I tell you, if you have time, check it out. He shows his kids. He has not had his kids on the show, but he shows his kids. He even made up his own theme song. His twins that he has with Mariah, Moroccan and Monroe, they actually helped him sing the song. And his older son, Golden, too. And he talks about the names of his children, too, which we already done had a whole, you know, little laugh about. But you know what? Props to him giving back to the community, repping for New York and Harlem because he's really just making everybody know, like, New York is here. Let's try to have fun and stay positive. All right, now it's time to check out these good watches. It's getting good. Check this out. I am so happy and excited for this new season of The Bachelorette because Black Bachelorette Michelle Young, who's 28, she's a teacher that we all love from Matt's season when he was a fuckboy and didn't choose her. Mm. So she has her own season. It is starting this month, and she has a whole slew of 35 fine male suitors and i i just can't wait but you know what sally we took a look at that list of men who you got as your top pick because they looking good good okay so first of all my top of the top top pick is top pick, this girl? tall mountain right here no you better not be talking about no 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 that's my top pick. No, no 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 okay so if she don't pick him we can figure out what we gonna do with him but he got enough hype for the both of us girl he is for eight is he it, is it, eight. We would need to stand on each other's shoulders to be able to just get to his neck anyway. That's not how it works, but okay. Is it Nate or is it Nate? I need to see how you how you pronounce this man's name, but it's N-A-Y-T-E. And he looking good, good. Or drink of water. I said, okay. Mr. But not Owen, only is he looking bag? good, he is out here securing the bag and the things as what a kind senior of account he- exec. Oh, he's securing that good bag. Okay, so Nate. All right, fine. If he's your top pick, I could put him as my second pick. My new top pick. Let me see. There was a nice other drink of water. Boom. Romeo Alexander. Mm, you can have yeah. him. You can have him. I know that. But Romeo's looking fine, looking good, good. He's a mathematician. He got the smarts up in here. He know how to handle that money, right? And he likes to salsa at night. Okay, tearing up the dance floor. Yeah, so that's basically my two top picks. Who's your second? My second, okay, so it's actually a little bit of a tie between Olumide. 
I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I don't want to butcher it because he's so fine. But he is an IT analyst from Newark, New Jersey. So you know he don't play. Newark. And, don't, and then, don't, add, don't sleep on Newark. Okay. Do not sleep on Newark. And then my second pick is Mr. PJ Henderson. Girl, you know, I love a, you know how much I love a firefighter. He's a firefighter and an EMT. So he can start the fire and put me out. Oh, I like that. You know what? If it doesn't work out with him and Michelle, you see he gets kicked off. That has to be your pickup line in the DMs, girl. That's right. Oh, I'm over here making spreadsheets and lists. Making spreadsheets and lists. Because she got 30 men here. She can only pick one. She can't have all 30. You're right. You're right. So let me jump back to my number one pick, Romeo. I didn't even let y'all know. Homie is from New York City, so you know, um, hello, same area. But guess what? He's a data scientist, and he went to NYU and Harvard. Oh, yeah, he's smart, smart. Just saying. The beauty and the brain. So it's a really well-rounded group they got here. Some of them, I think, are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're cute, but... um, Two, we feel like, might be playing for the other team. But you know what? That's for Michelle to decide. And That's I'm right. going by a picture, so I'm going to need to see what happens on this premiere episode and on this entire season. But girl, Michelle, ooh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. You're an amazing Black Bachelorette. I'm telling you, last season when she had her students basically show up on Zoom to talk to Matt. And I think it have to be like seven or eight. And they came with real questions like, why do you want to date my teacher? It was so cute. So I can't wait to see her find an amazing man that really deserves her time because Matt ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to another amazing show we love on ABC, but it's coming into its final season. Blackish. It's the last season. Sad, sad. We love this show so much because it's, do you know how hard it is to find a real black show featuring a real black family that talks about the real black shit that people go through every single day? And then what it's like having to work in predominantly white institutions when they don't get the shit that we get through. Yeah. See, the thing with Blackish was like, there are only a handful of shows that do this every couple of decades, you know? Yeah, we had the Cosby show. Uh, I know the Cosby show is controversial now because of Cosby. But, you know, then we had like the Martins and we had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There are a few shows every now and again that get it right. And Blackish is one of those shows now. As far as other shows out now, I can't really see it. Like, it's bad writing, bad acting. But this was a family show that was some real, real-ish. And it was humorous. So I can't wait to see the last season and also the rest of the ish series. Like, Mixed-ish was canceled after two seasons. And I don't know why, because it was really good. And we will have to see if Grownish gets picked up again. So if not, then this will really be it for the entire ish series mixish was given off too many real vibes and the snowflakes couldn't handle it too many real racist vibes but it was funny as hell because it was true and so as all of these shows come to a close we are looking forward to this new show by the one and only who it is Sally. None other than Uncle Charla. Charlemagne the guy is coming to late night TV. So he's giving us his thoughts with his new show, The God's Honest Truth. I like it. I like it. So it's described as rooted in truth, coded in comedy, and unapologetically black. See, I like that. And you know what? I saw a little bit of a clip. He was on maybe The Real doing some promos for his show. 
And he was out on the street and asked people, do you know who Leonard McKelvey is? Didn't nobody know because no one knows Charlemagne's real name, but Charlemagne's real name is Leonard. So it seems like it's going to have very much who Charlotte is, but a lot of Jimmy Kimmel, you know, Jimmy Fallon, like funny late night vibes, but in his own twist, like street hood way. So I can't wait to see it. It looks good. And he's also going to be talking about some pretty important issues, right, Telly? Yeah, so he's going to be taking on not just, you know, the social and cultural aspects, but a lot of really hard hitting topics in politics that affect the black community. So I'm very happy to be able to see him use his platform in a positive way, but also still staying true to himself because that's why we watch. Oh, absolutely. And he's even mentioned, he was like, listen, anybody trying to be where I am now, don't follow what I did. I made a lot of mistakes. Like, do what works for you. So he's giving advice out here to the people, but he's also keeping it black and funny. So we love to see it. And now time for... Your Black Card Revolt. We haven't done one of these in a while. Treva, let the people know who's getting brought to task today. Well, it is Black Ink Crew Chicago stars Ryan Henry because he slept with his best friend's girl and baby mother to whom he is the godfather of their child. Where they do that at? Honestly, this just comes back to the who raised y'all. Like, who does that? First of all, why out of all the women in the world, you are a public figure. You're not that bad to look at. You could have any woman that you want, but you had to go sleep with your alleged best friend's baby mother and then have it spread all over the Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and the whatnot. Oh, 2020 was not a good year for Ryan Henry. He was blasted for sleeping with this woman. But the worst part is that while this was going on, he was out here being messy. Girl, what the happened? friend, the friend, his childhood best friend was battling cancer. Oh, hell no. I'm telling you, I love that you said alleged best friend because anybody who does any type of shit like that is not a friend. Now, I know we've seen a lot of movies and, you know, different reality shows and people just date around. Y'all be like, oh yeah, but he used to date that one. I don't mind. No, you do not sleep with, talk to, date, or try to get in bed with anybody that used to be with someone that you know. It doesn't even have to be a good friend. Someone that you know. So yes, it does come back to Portia and Simon Gubadia because we always going to come back to that but still someone that you know is it's a no but it's not even that i'm just like so the worst part is after it's been almost a year since him and the best friend have talked about anything and now that black and crew chicago is back on air on the very first episode you see ryan and his friend uh, who's named anthony try to sit down and have a conversation about what's going on and girl it just goes left like, Ryan basically admits to being a psychopath, a sociopath. He spends the entirety of the conversation being hung up on the fact that his friend Anthony went and had a conversation with his baby mama, so Ryan's baby mama, and he's just like, of all the people that you could have talked to, why'd you have to run and tell Rachel about all of my transgressions? And I go, sir, you are 
on a reality TV show, one way or another, she was gonna find out and y'all were all friends together. Like who else is going to understand, feel the things that he is feeling other than the person who's also affected in this situation? But I don't want to just put all this. Yes, Ryan Henry's black heart is getting revoked. But what about the baby mother? Like she's also mm-hmm. involved in this. Oh, absolutely. Because it takes two to tango, girl. Did they show her? I'm not into the black and crew show. I just they know did I not show her. It was a private sit down between Ryan and Anthony. It was just the two of them. So and when the whole is time yelling and lashing at because she's just as doubly wrong. Because you knew that was his friend. It's not like, oh, y'all met at the club one day. And you bumped into him. And you're like, oh, my God, you are so cute. You know who he was. Yeah, it's just reading all types of nasty. And again, get new friends because this ain't it. And now for Reality Roundup. And on this segment of Celeb News Reality Roundup, we got some real mess mess to get into right away. Treva, let us know what's been going on with Jeannie Mai and her pregnancy and maybe people who may or may not have something to say about it. See, my thing is when people break up and both of you guys move on, then you should never speak about your ex past relationship ever again. If somebody asks you a question, if you have nothing nice to say, then leave it be. So we all know Jeannie Mai got married earlier this year. She's so happy with Jeezy. She just announced that she is five, almost six months pregnant now on the real talk show that she hosts. And then ever since that happened, because we all know that her and her ex-husband, Freddie Hartis, were married for 10 years and she never wanted kids. So, of course, when the socials posted that Jeannie was pregnant, everybody tagged him in the comments and was saying, oh, my God, do you see this? So he got upset. He got mad. And he basically responded by saying that he doesn't care about what she's doing. Okay, sure. Fine. But then Freddie says that he upgraded from trash to treasure because after he divorced from Jeannie, which is only a little two years ago. He then moved on and he is now in in a relationship with a mutual friend of theirs. And he now has two kids with this woman. So just to even go so low to say that she was trash and now you've moved on to something better. You didn't even need to say all that. First of all, when you were with Jeannie and even after Jeannie, she was always the star. We know this. You were never, we wouldn't know who you were if you weren't married to Jeannie. So now that you aren't with her, you know that anytime her name comes up, you might have people, you know, tagging you and reaching out to you for a comment and take the high road, dude. Like you look so low and hurt. That's what you really look like. You think that you're trying to make her feel bad, but you look like an asshole. He looks like a little baby bitch for even fixing his mouth to say these disgusting things about the woman he was once married to. She living her life. She's out here doing all the things. It's like, yeah, she didn't want to have kids with you. But now she's in a that's way different relationship. She happy. Sally, that's the part. It's like she knew she didn't want to have kids with him. And they're married for 10 whole years. That is a lifetime because some people don't make it past two. But she said that when she met Jeezy, there was something about him that she was like, you know what? I want to have a kid with this man. And you have to feel happy and grateful for that. Now, as her ex, you don't need to say anything. But you commented in socials trashy about her. And so did your current relationship girlfriend. She also started saying things of how, you know what, once they broke up, Jeannie was so, you know, mean to us and X, Y, Z. It's like that none of that even needs to be said or talked about. And she's not going to ever reach out to you again. So what, what was the point? You know, for mess. 
just that just for being messy so i mean yeah this sounds like it could definitely be something out of you know housewives or something or maybe on lifetime so if they have any ideas you know call Sally and tree up because we will definitely write that story because it's looking real good right now but i hope it stops at this okay and speaking of housewives oh a lot has been going down so you're gonna have to catch the housewives snippet also coming out around the same time but Sally, let's move on to the challenge girl what's been going on what hasn't been going on in the challenge like honestly first of all there are way too many people on this season for me to keep track of I forget who is on this show because there's so many of them. They cannot give everyone ample amount of time per episode. That is true. And you know what I realized? The people who they give the most time to, ooh, you might be going home. or mm-hmm. you might be going We may not see your ass next week. We might not see you again. But the thing is, let's get into Pizzagate. Because when Pizzagate happened with Amber <laughs> and Fessy, that's when the shit all hit the fan, okay? Corey and Tori... They know what the fuck they was doing, but they basically instigated that entire fight over fucking pizza and got Amber and Fessy riled up because, well, Fessy never apologized for throwing Amber under the bus and Amber came back. So she has a vengeance, motherfucker. And he basically turned all the girls against her. It was a whole weird vibe for sure, because I'm like, yo, MTV, what are you not showing us? Like, what's going on in the house that I'm not seeing? Because Amber has every right to be mad. And however long she's mad, that's her issue. But all the other women coming after her and saying she's fake and she's this and she's that, especially the rookies. I'm like, yo, you just got here and your time is limited. How dare you? I mean, granted, Amber is only a season two vet. This is only her second year. But guess what? Even though she's a season two vet, she's also a motherfucking current champion. A lot of people can't even say they've gotten to a finals, let alone say that they've won. And she has won. But a also, these 10 year vets can't say that they have won a challenge. Yeah, but if they want to come after her for being a champion and they don't want her to win again, so you want to take the money, I get that. But come with that same energy for CT because CT and Amber want together as partners and they are both in the house, but they know better. You're not going to come after old Uncle CT because he looking real good. He got rid of that dad bod. And he's still killing them challenges with them young kids. Yeah, but Corey and Tori, they definitely... And you saw their little bullshit-ass apology that they tried to give during the deliberation saying, oh, you know what? In hindsight, I didn't mean to start as much of a mess. You don't know what you was doing. You out here because you don't want to go down into an elimination. You're actually trying to instigate and get people to call out each other. So then that gives them a reason to want to see each other down the elimination floor. And then your ass doesn't have to go in. Devin said it right. That was the most rehearsed, unapologetic apology I've ever heard. And lame. So get out the small fucking violin because nobody wants to hear that lame ass song. I am still here for Devin and Kyle's commentary because they get it right. Spot nail on the head every time. Except they're not showing Kyle enough because, again, there's way too many people in the motherfucking house. And They're then- not showing Kyle enough because the camera cannot handle the glare from his teeth. Okay, that part. And then they also have apparently a whole blossoming relationship of Nani and Casey. She done reenacted a whole beautiful date. And then we never saw them talk about it again. And I'm like, can y'all stop putting up these storylines? And then you get into crazy drama and then you literally don't even see them interact. Like there's so many people. There's so many things happening each week that there's no full storyline going through. You know what I'm saying? 
nothing ever actually gets developed and comes full circle because there's too many damn people in this house. True, but I will say that Berna, Fessy, and Esther, see, Berna and Esther, you were rookies and you jumped on, I don't know, Fessy's maybe season four, season five. You jumped on his back and you started following his way and getting on Amber because you thought, oh, okay, he's going to take us to the final. Nah, bitches called karma because now all y'all have gone home and y'all was hating on Amber extra hard for no reason. So I love to see it. For no reason other than being a hating ass bitch. And also what I did not need to see on my TV screen while watching a show that I hold very near and dear is Josh and Esther sucking face. Yeah, that was nasty. And you know what I love? They're making out. So she's thinking, oh, okay. Esther's like, all right, I'm making out with this vet. This is a new alliance. He's going to keep me in the house. But then the next day he throws her under the bus. I mean, she should have known. It's fighting for a million dollars, not a million pennies. It's like, you're not going to be kissing all up in my mouth. And then the next day you're going to act like that ain't happened. It be your own people. It be your own house crush. That's what we now gonna motherfucking do. But then there are some newbies that I was kind of feeling like Huey. He was fun. But you know what? That big bubble butt. It got you sent home. And then there's Ed. I like Ed. They haven't been showing him enough. Emmanuel. Um, you know, he's grown on me. And Emmy. I mean, Emmy is really annoying. But I, she's grown on me like a fungus. He's a little bit growing on me. The way she calls TJ, Mr. TJ and uncle ct like she's grown on me but i don't like the alien song like why are you bringing your own personal music into this shit let's talk oh, about the wait, challenge i like the alien song i thought it was a bop nah it's not a bop but i see why they have her there why they have kept her there because her viewers and her international fans they're gonna be watching the show like that's that's basically where the challenge has gone but i am looking forward to the vets coming after each other soon because a lot of the rookies have gone and you sent Priscilla in and Priscilla said, nah, bitch, burner. Bye. Well, Priscilla also personally called out Ashley because during deliberation, Ashley was basically trying to like strong arm the rookies into not infiltrating a vet team or a rookie vet team. Ashley, you need to simmer all that shit all the way down because your mouth is out here writing checks that you're eventually not going to be able to cash. Ashley is just trying to now focus on the game because Nelson has decided he didn't want to talk to her no more. But now that Berna is gone, maybe Nelson will go back to try to get with Ashley a little bit. We got to watch and see. Maybe Nelson needs to dry his wet, fake, Jerry Curl looking ass. Like whatever the look he's going for, it's not working for me. So he's trying to bring the soul glow back. Is that what you're saying? Just look Yes, the soul glow. That's right. And it's not it. I don't want it. All right. Well, there's a new episode coming up this week, so we can't wait to see what drama unfolds up in that house. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ibyoppodcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.